Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, uh, Jason Collins, and welcome to the ninth episode of a Bluegrass Race Hub. Here we are today recording on Monday instead of Sunday. I have my special guest host, Mikey Neal Jr. from the Cup Series. Go ahead, Mikey. Introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, it's me again, Mikey Neal. Uh, I drive the number eight Alex Huffman Designs uh, Chevy Camaro in the Cup Series, and I'm uh, back again for another podcast episode. I'm really excited. Welcome back, uh, everyone, to the uh, ninth episode, as previously stated. We will kick this podcast off by starting out with the Kurt Busch retirement announcement. Go ahead and give us your thoughts on that, Mikey. Uh, yeah, the entire kind of situation is just, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, Kurt definitely, uh, at this point in his career, uh, we knew that he was going to get to the end of his career. Uh, you know, I mean, he's been, um, you know, racing in the NASCAR, you know, top two series since really early 2000s. And the, um, you know, the only other driver, uh, besides him that really, uh, you know, has been here since then has been Kevin Harvick. Yep. And, um, so Kurt Busch has been in the sport for a really long time. And he'll continue to be in the sport for a really long time. Um, but, uh, you know, he had that massive crash at Pocono, uh, knocked him out for, uh, you know, a good chunk of the season, still out from it. And right. you know, it's, it's just really unfortunate. Um, I think, uh, you know, no one likes an early retirement, uh, especially from injury, especially with these new cars. Um, I mean, there's nothing really more than that. Uh, you know, Kurt is a, you know, he's a great guy, has a, you know, a phenomenal, you know, statistics when you look at it, you know, the 2004 yeah. Cup Series champion. Um, you know, he has a lot to his resume. And, uh, you know, now I know he's going to be working with uh, 23XI a lot in the future. Um, and, you know, he's been through a lot of teams in his career, so he's more experienced and he always makes the team around him better. So right. we'll see how this kind of affects him, you know, once he moves on, you know, out of the car. Hmm. Um, but he, he did say that he's not fully retiring from the sport. He's just retiring from full-time competition. So we may see him back at a car soon. Uh, but uh, I think for him, you know, right now, it's a, it's good to kind of lay off, uh, you know, recover from the injury. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I, I know he said he's retiring from competition, full-time competition, uh, but we already see that he's going to stick around. He's going to be involved. Um, I know it's uh, our other host. It's normally here, Alex Healy. Uh, that's his man. That's his guy. That's his boy. He loves some Kurt Busch. Uh, so he was not happy to hear the news. And um, he would be here on this podcast had I actually not – overslept last night or fell asleep on him last night. I, I was waiting on him to record last night. So I fell asleep. So I'm sorry about that, Alex. Uh, but I know you you would have wanted to talk about this with, uh, cause that's your boy, but, um, it's unfortunate that that did happen, uh, at Pocono and it's, you know, forced him to possibly have to shut it down early. Kind of like the junior situation, obviously that cut his career short. He, you know, would have probably stuck around for a few more years, if not still be racing. Uh, if the concussion situation hadn't presented itself, uh, I don't know that that's exactly why Kurt is retiring. I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. Um, there may be some other outside factors that I've heard about. I'm not going to touch base on those because they're just rumors. Um, uh, but they are some hot, hot goss rumors. I will tell you that. Um, I will give that much. But yeah, basically, I've heard some stuff about it um, from within the garage of NASCAR from another guy that works in the NASCAR 
garages and uh you know i, I don't want to give away too much on that so i'm just going to go ahead and move on but yeah unfortunately it's you know sad to see a guy of his caliber going out uh with an injury so to speak um if that's exactly what it was or wasn't it's still either way you know to say that it, it's because of the energy in, injury sorry uh it's a uh, unfortunate and i just i hate it for him um but moving on to uh bubba wallace versus kyle larson uh what do you think about the way bubba reacted last week mikey and turned larson after getting put to the fence uh yeah um you know i'm I'm all for retaliation. That's you know, that's NASCAR. You know, if someone bumps you, you bump them back. Someone spins you, you spin them back. You know, that's kind of how it works. Uh, but there are, you know, I think certain boundaries when it comes, you know, you know wrecking someone else. Um, you know, with the, you know, how the cars have been this year, you know, we just talked about Kurt Busch, uh, you know, going out with concussion, uh, Alex Bowman, uh, you know, a few weeks ago at Texas, you know, going out with the concussion. I think everyone has been informed on the safety of these cars and how they're going to be fixing the uh, rear clip of the car here sooner or later. Uh, so it's, I think all the drivers are pretty aware that, you know, it could be dangerous to be in a crash. So make sure, you know, you get your head back in the seat and everything. And, um, you know, coming off the corner, it looked like, you know, Larson threw it in three wide with Kevin Arvick and uh, right. Bob Wallace. And it uh, uh, looks like he kind of got a little bit loose on the bottom. I saw him start to slide up the track, never touched him, but slid up really close, put him in the wall. All Larson's fault. And I think Larson knew it too. You know, right. that's, that's Larson's fault. Even if he didn't touch him, he slid up, gave him really no room. And, uh, you know, the air kind of pushes you up into the wall. Um, and then I thought the they corner, actually made contact. Uh, it, I don't, they may have made very, very slight contact if any, uh, but okay. I, they, they really, it looked like there was still, when Bubba at least hit the wall, it looked like Larson had not really touched him. Like, I mean, it was really, really close, but that air anyways would really push the car and throw to the outside anyways. Uh, so obviously Bubba did not like it. And, uh, you know, he hooked it hard left into his right rear and turned him straight across the track at over 150 miles an hour. Uh, that right there is just not a thing that you should be doing with this car. Uh, not a thing that you should do in general. Uh, like I said, they're, if you had went into turn one and pushed him up the track and maybe into the wall, you know, that that's understandable. You know, that's at least probably the maximum I'd go with that uh, because, you know, that car's still salvageable. I mean, that, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty decent lick, but you can come back from that. Oh uh, yeah. It, it looked like, it looked like the tire when the second it happened, the tire was still straight. So it maybe had knocked toe out a little bit, but it shouldn't have been, the toe link should have at least been somewhat fine and it should have been fixable. So looking at the incident just now, again, I didn't see contact between them either. I, I see what you're saying now. He just ran him up and Bubba hits the wall. Then they make contact after Bubba hits the wall. I'm yep. I'm sorry, but you do not freaking right hook a driver yep. in the right rear and put him yeah. because because what if if Larson doesn't contact make contact with Bell, he's making driver side impact. Hundred percent. He was headed towards driver's side impact right there. Um, yeah, and he still did make significant contact with the left side of the car as well. And um, you know, it, it you just can't do that, especially at a mile and a half track. You know, like Martinsville's whatever. We've seen drivers do it count 
you know, numerous times. And, you know, the last suspension that we can look at, you know, is 2015 with Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano, where Matt Kenseth got suspended two races for intentionally wrecking Joey Logano. Intentional wrecks happen all the time. I mean, we could look a few weeks ago at Texas, William Byron and Denny Hamlin. William Byron, you know, whether it was intentional or not, turned Denny Hamlin. But under caution, we see a lot of drivers get turned at slow speeds, but usually it's not towards a wall. And when we look here, you know, Bubba, I think in the moment, I mean, that wreck from the wall to turning Larson was less than three seconds. So it was an instinct for him to go, he put me in the wall. I'm turning dead left and hooking him across the track. And that is just, that's just a no go right now with this car. It's really a no go in general to right hook anyone at a, at a mile and a half track. I mean, you just can't do that. You turn cars back into the traffic, you're turning them 150 miles an hour into the wall. And if we look at, you know, even though it's Daytona where if you get close to the wall and carry enough speed, that car is going to flip over and that driver's door is when it hits the wall and it, you know, at a certain angle, it flips it where the driver's door, uh, driver's side door would be facing traffic. So we saw it with Ryan Newman in 2020. So it, and even though that was kind of a different scenario, it wasn't intentional. He was trying to get pushed. That can happen, especially, you know, at a track like um, Vegas where the front stretch is curved. It's not yeah. a straight wall. And then not even that, then you take out a Toyota teammate who is competing for a championship and probably ruin his championship hopes. Yep. And, you know, going into the whole driver's side contact, the, what I was getting at was he, he was heading for, headed for like a, a direct impact. What happened was he ended up actually, when he hit bail, it put him at a little bit of an angle. So the left front made contact first, mm-hmm. which kind of absorbed some of that energy instead of it just being a straight on. So the right front makes contact. Then the rest of the car comes around and makes contact with the wall. But also making contact with bell it, it slowed him down just a little bit not a lot but a little bit to where that impact wasn't straight on flat driver's side um and allowed the right the left front to make contact beforehand so that kind of absorbed some of the energy as well like i said and kind of helped them um not take as much damage directly to the driver um but yeah man right hooking somebody is just that's that's some I, I'm sorry, but that's just dirty, man. Shouldn't right. happen. Shouldn't that, happen. That, that should stay on the simulator and not actually doing it, because uh, at that point you're putting people's you know careers in jeopardy. And uh, you know either way, whether he hits driver's side door flat, whether he tank slaps the wall uh, with the right front, the right rear first, it's gonna hurt. And if you even go back and listen to the in car audio, Larson spotters literally tell him, "Keep your head back, keep your head back," while he's literally spinning. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know that's just. It's just not good. And, you know, Bubba, you know, he's had a lot of, you know, instances that where people have criticized him in the past. And this was, uh, doesn't help. Like a, yeah. And a lot of people, you know, are pushing for his suspension. And not even that, you know, he issued apology. And it really mainly, I don't even know if he wrote the apology. It kind of sounded like it was something that 20 somebody else, somebody else wrote that. You know, that 100% um, somebody else wrote that. And, and there was still no direct apology to Larson. He, said he was sorry to the five crew, but then he mainly kind of went on and said he was sorry for Christopher Bell and Toyota, and that's not what they go do. So it's like, it, it's just really unfortunate. But, um, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you learn a big lesson from that. You cannot, you know, put people's lives in jeopardy like that, you know. I mean, it's just, I agree. It's just uncalled for. Uh, it, wrecks happen. 
bumps happened. You know, Larson 100 percent didn't mean to get him up there. You know, it was he was trying to save that car the best he could without trying to wreck him, and he didn't wreck them. You know, he right. just got him into the wall a little bit, and uh, I don't remember. I think someone had it hit was, the wall, and they won a race this year after they hit the wall. It was more on Bubba for overreacting and driving it, like because if you look, like to me, it looked like he just he overreacts, and instead of turning, he he kind of kept the wheel more to the right or straight, whatever, however, you, and so that automatically he's he's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and he instead of paying attention. And just keeping the you know keep turning the car down like he probably should have, and if he makes contact with Larson that way, then maybe he doesn't hit the wall. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's still some slight air that is pushing that car upwards, and all you can see possibly, you, can, yeah. you can't look around. All you see is a car just come straight up next to you, right. and you're still sitting there trying to turn. So either way, because all you I can think, move your head. I mean, you're basically yeah. just doing this. Like, I I think that part. You know, either way. You know, it probably still goes on Larson just because Larson, you know, comes up the track. He's trying to save it. And even after, you know, Bubba hit the wall, they still made a little bit of contact. So I think either way, Bubba was probably going to hit the wall, um, which, you know, Larson was True. like that. That was completely on me. Yeah. Uh, but it, like at the end of the day, you just you just can't wreck someone on purpose like that, especially I I, the in the worst type of retaliation is right hooking someone across the track. Yep, right uh, around you, them. I think I think last year, year before, we saw that happen with Ben Rhodes. Someone I don't remember who exactly it was, but someone we saw Gregson do it earlier this season. Also, oh yeah, yeah, and you know he got fined thirty five thousand dollars and uh, lost like fifty owner points, which is you know huge when it comes to the Xfinity series. So um, I think at least the the one race suspension is pretty lenient. Uh, That's what I was no, going to ask. Do you think the one race suspension is enough? You know what? I think it's fine in this case. Um, you know, I, you know, I think my personal opinion on this, and I was kind of telling people is that they were really going to find him and dock him points or they were going to suspend him, but I don't think they were going to do both because of Gragson's penalty was not extremely, you know, um, severe. Wasn't very severe. Yeah. So I was, I think the worst type of punishment in this case would have probably been a race suspension, which, uh, you know, this case, you know, young in his career, you know, I think that'll teach him. Uh, hopefully out of everything, you know, he learns from this because, you know, I mean, he has potential as a driver. Um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, he, he won a race at Kansas this year in a good car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if that team develops, you know, into a better team, you know, I think they'll challenge for wins here in the future more and more. And, you know, I think that he needs to learn from this because, you know, not only affects his reputation, and you know his image this also affects the team's image and you know i bet that denny hamlin had a good talk with him about it and you know you want to you know we get mad but you can't take your frustrations out uh, by right hooking someone across the track okay so let me uh, move us on along here for a little bit let's talk about larson and his race at homestead yesterday how he absolutely dominated he had an eight second lead after stage one mm -hmm. stage two he dominated and then stage three, he he dominated for the most part. Uh, that for when that caution with Blaney come out, that was insane. And obviously, we saw what happened on pit road with him and Martin Truex Jr. So let's kind of dive into that a little bit. Uh, what's your thoughts on Larson coming in and dominating Homestead yesterday? Uh, honestly, uh, you know the way that he's been racing. You know, we try to know Larson versus Larson line right up against the wall. Yep. And I feel like in recent years we haven't really seen that out of him. Uh, we've not seen him have speed running that line. You know, he used to do it at um, you know Chicago Land. You know, we'd see him go to mile and a half tracks and just absolutely run right up against the wall. 
feel like we've not seen that Larson in a while. And, uh, you know, whether it's him or the car, yesterday he put that car right up against the wall and was running there a lot. And, you know, he looked really, really comfortable. Um, and, you know, he was able to run the bottom. He was able to run the middle. That car was on rails yesterday, no matter where he ran. So uh, that number five uh, Chevy, you know, team, they that Hendrick team put on a great car. Uh, you know, they the crew chief had a great setup on the car. That car was bad fast. And, uh, you know, coming, I think, to, uh, you know, like 50 laps to go or something, he started a little bit back, I think like sixth or something, and drove mm-hmm. his way right up to second and was reeling in MTJ. So I think that five car was easily the class of the field yesterday. Um, you know, that car was you know, was flying, looked really good. He was able to put the car wherever he wanted it. And then uh, we had Blaney spin out trying to come out of the pits, uh, which was you know, kind of unfortunate, but it happens. Homestead is the only you know track that kind of has that pit exit, so drivers aren't really used to doing that. And you know, usually when it's you know whether it's the last race of the season or the earliest race of the season, you know that that getting off pit road never gets easier at Homestead, never does. And uh, so Blaney spins and it makes them all go in because uh, you got to take you know your good years. Mm-hmm. And um, it what from what I understood, it looked like Truex maybe overshot his box a little bit. Uh, realized late and had to turn in, so he let up really early. And uh, Larson kind of turned him. I mean, it, I don't think it's really on Larson. Uh, you know, MTJ no. can be mad about it all he wants, uh, but he he said you know it was kind of equal, probably fifty fifty. I think it was more just Truex because I mean it's yep Lar- uh-huh. Larson Larson is focused on his dash trying to make sure that he is running maximizing his yep. speed yep and when a car checks up in front of you a tiny bit there's nothing you can do okay and so i think what happened was martin decided he was going to try to check up larson and create a gap he thought okay i'm going to stay in front of him i'll check up right when it's time to go in the box and and maybe maybe this is not this is my theory he tries to check him up so he can create distance. So maybe he beats him off pit road. Maybe. And that's, you know, Brian Terry brought that up when I was on the phone with him this morning. He said that possibly Truex decided that he was, you know, going to dab the brakes real quick and see if he could check Larson up a little bit playing, you know, playing pit road games like people yeah. do. Um, and that's, it's a possibility that that is what it was. Or maybe he just couldn't see his damn. I mean, he did say he had a hard time seeing his pit box. I mean, his pit sign. He already admitted that. Yeah, that's definitely a fair assumption. Uh, but the way I look at it is this, is that when Larson completely spun him out, it actually spun him into his pit box. Yeah. So it was like a if, perfect freaking if, slide job. In, in my opinion, that if Truex would have kept going, I don't think he would have ended up in his pit box. Because like he got turned completely around where the rear end went around perfectly into his pit. And yeah, he was about so, to pass it up. I think you're right. So he was, I, I think it was a late. I thought. honestly, I honestly think that he just kind of missed the sign at three, two, one, and I think he was he was thinking that it was the pit box behind that one. Yeah, uh, which is what it what it seemed like. I mean, I I don't I think in the case or in the scenario that you're in, you know, you know that in your head that that can happen if you try to break. You know, you're gonna probably get turned. So I. Personally, me, I don't think it was intentional. It could have been, you know, to try to create some space. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I think Larson's looking at his dash. He's not really even looking at him. And, you know, Truex kind of notices late, tries to pump the brakes and get in. Either way, you know, I don't I don't think he was going to make his pit box unless he got spun into it, which he did. So um, if I was know, his pit crew, I'm I'm going ahead and changing everything. I'm just going to like 
He was in the box. All they had yeah. to do literally was just get their shit together, change tires, and then let him spin around and go. Like, honestly, why not? Yeah. And, but I think when they were going around, I think the car kind of got over some equipment. And I oh, yeah. It ran, it ran over the jack. That's right. Yeah. It hit and the then, jack. Yeah. So it, luckily, it was nobody hard. was hurt. No. And then not even that. MTJ comes back and finishes like sixth. Dude, so, I know. Like, what so, the? Like, obviously, that, the car was fast. The car was great. So Carl was, and what about Joe Gibbs? Did you see Gibbs uh, over there bitching at the official? He was, he was giving the official an, an earful. And I mean, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish by bitching at the official, but he was just reaping it, you know, reaming that guy out. Hey, it's like, you know, here's the thing. He was a football coach. When you're, when you're a football coach, you vouch for your players, no matter the incident, you know, you'll, you'll see it in any sport you watch. I watch a lot of hockey. I'm a big Canes fan, obviously. I always see Rod Brendamore, you know, no matter what the penalty is, even if it's like a blatant like hook, he'll always vouch for his players to try to, the refs, you know, not to call that next time. I think that's what Gibbs is doing here. You know, he's trying to influence him. Look, he turned him on pit road. You know, he's trying to vouch for his driver. But that's what you got to do as an owner, as a crew chief. You have to vouch for your driver no matter the, you know, no matter the instance. So I don't see any wrongdoing by Gibbs there. You know, he's trying his best to, you know, put his drivers in the best position. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's all part of this sport. I don't see anything you know wrong with that. All right. One last thing. And then we'll go ahead and move on. Um, what do you think? I'm sorry. Who do you think is going to be final four after Martinsville for NASCAR cup series? Who, who do you pick? Who are you uh, thinking ooh. is going to make it? Do you think Denny's going to get above the cut line and knock out William or do you think Williams going to hold on to that cut cut line? I think Chastain is in, and um, obviously, you know Joey's in. He's got to win. I think Chastain, Joey, and Willie, and and Chase Elliott. That's that's who I think. Unless something yeah, happens um, early so in the race next week, I, I don't know. So we're going to Martinsville. Uh, when we look at Martinsville, uh, obviously William Byron was your winner from the spring race. Uh, he flat out dominated Martinsville. Yep. Um, so we're going to see what speed the teams bring this weekend. But if Hendrick can bring speed, I would think that we'd see the 24 and the nine up front. Uh, they seem to be pretty quick in the spring. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be probably really hard to pass again in any of the tracks where you're going to be downshifting. It seems like it's really hard to gain momentum on the cars in front of you. Your car just has mm -hmm. to be good. And that 24 car was, you know, easily the fastest car all race when they went there in the spring. So I think William Byron right here is, you know, really excited to get back to this track. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think this is a track that he can get another win at. Um, so out of it, obviously, you know, we got Joey Logano. Mm -hmm. Um think well uh, he won last week didn't he yeah uh, he won in yeah. vegas he, he's so locked. he's locked he's 100 locked um, so we got joey uh chastain is 15 points above the cut line i believe i could yeah i could see chastain making it um i feel like you know this is a decent track for him he's probably just gonna chill get his stage points get in and out of the week and he's fine uh, I think really it comes down to, you know, I think Chase Elliott is 11 or so points to the good. I think it really comes down to those last two positions between Chase Elliott and William Byron. Chase Elliott should be fine, at least if he can get some stage points throughout the race, gets a top 10. He's locked. That's Chase, all he needs. Yeah, Chase do. is 11 above the cut. Yep. Uh, William Byron yep. is five above Denny. And then you've got Blaney, Bell, and Briscoe. Yeah. Unless so they pull Bell off and something, Briscoe have to win. They have to win, yeah. yeah. Unless they so, pull off a dub, I don't see those guys moving on. 
Um, unless Chase gets wrecked early or, or Ross yeah. gets wrecked early or even William gets wrecked early. Now, you know, the, the main person I think a lot of people are going to vouch for here is going to be Denny Hamlin. Uh, you know, Denny has always been fast, but when at the Martinsville race in the spring, you know, he was Terrible. three laps down. 24th or something? Isn't yeah, that where he finished? He, 24th, 25th? Yeah, something like that. He was not good. So that, that 11 team is going to have to bring a good car that is completely opposite of the race of the spring race because, uh, you know, they were slow, you know, that's that's just, that's just what it was. You know, they were slow. He knew it. That team could not do anything. So, um, Blaney has always been fast. These short tracks with Mm. the new car, it changes everything up though. So I don't really know how that's going to work for, um, he's winless this season. Yeah. I mean, rough season for him. I mean, and even though, you know, he won the all-star race, you know, he's had a few bright spots, but, uh, you know, Blaney is going to have to, you know, come out. And I think Blaney's going to have to win to lock himself in as well. So, uh, you know, really, I think the main thing is we're going to be watching William Byron and Denny Hamlin kind of battle for that fourth spot. Uh, William Byron just needs to have a, a race like the spring race. If he could stay top five the entire race, you know, he'll he'll make the next round. We'll see. Uh, Blaney's what, 18, 18 back? Yeah. Okay, so he's back. 18 behind... Byron, Denny's only five. I mean, a couple of good stages. Uh, Blaney might be able to get back up there, but he's he practically has to win at this. He's point, he's yeah. a basically a, he's almost a must win also because unless unless something happens to those top four, let's just say Ross, Chase, and William all end up in the back, no stage points. Then I see you know Denny and Blaney potentially getting a, a shot, but. Unless something happens to those guys, I think that the, that's the four. I think Logano, obviously, like I said, he's locked in. Uh, Ch- Chastain, Elliott, and Byron are your top four after Martinsville because I know Willie B, his car in the spring was phenomenal. Chase, you know, he's always strong at, at Martinsville. Uh, Chastain has a little bit of a cushion, not much. Um, so, was it what I say? I- plus 15. We'll see if Denny remembers the earlier part of the season two with Ross. You know, he's a, you know, I know he got him kind of back at Pocono, but I think this would be a perfect opportunity for Denny to come back and maybe move Chastain out of the way, especially move That's him out of true. the way, move his cushion out of the way too. That's but, uh, true. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's, even if you recommend Martinsville, it probably won't do too, too much, but uh, definitely, you know, if he gets him near the end, I think that we might see something between them two. Uh, but I mean, other than that, like I said, is that, going to be William Byron versus Denny Hamlin. And then if Briscoe bell or Ryan Blaney can either try to get up there and win the race. And, you know, with these cars, everything has been un- unpredictable. Like we, we never know who's going to be the fast car of the week. So, you know, Martinsville, they've been there this season. Like I said, it seemed like it was just, you know, all Hendrick. They, those guys were literally top 10 the entire race with the, I think just Chase and William, just P one and P two, the entire race. Mm. So at that point, you know, is that going to, if, it doesn't change. I would not be surprised to see the 24 of the nine back in victory lane at Martinsville. Um, but if it does change, then I think it'd be uh, super fun. You know, we just got to see, hopefully the cars are maybe a little more race here. I don't expect it just because, you know, it's really hard for, you know, hard to pass. Changes. I think it's going to be hard to pass. Uh, yep. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard to generate that momentum, but you're going to have to have a good car to stay on the lead lap. So. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this segment up. This was uh, the NASCAR segment. I know we went a little bit long on that today, uh, but we've not had a podcast in a couple weeks now, so 
that's uh, we had a lot to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to send it on over to the bluegrass segment. All right, guys, here we are into what you've been waiting for, the bluegrass segment of the podcast. Today, we're going to discuss Charlotte winners, Martinsville winners, Sean Kostritza and Mauer's last lap race at Martinsville. We've got a whole lovely segment put together for you. So go ahead and kick us off with those winners from Charlotte. Mikey, if you don't care. So the winners from Charlotte. Yes, um, sir. So uh, first off in the uh, truck series, we had Justin White coming out there. My yep. pick going out there winning yep. the race. Super excited about that. Uh, you know, he was a he was super fast all race. So uh, he goes out there and gets it done at Charlotte. And then I think uh, Scott Fritz got it done in Xfinity. Scott finally got himself one. Yes, and, he uh, did. Uh, it was really Locked good to himself see him. in. It's the first win that he's had since Daytona, I believe. So it was uh, good for him to, you know, get out there, finally get a win for him. And then in the uh, Cup Series, you know, I was able to get it, yeah, I was able to get it done yep. there. Super fun race. Uh, you know, we had a, a great, great time at Charlotte. You know, I think it was overall a great week for the league. Uh, you know, we had a lot of hard racing, so uh, that was really fun. Yeah, the Charlotte race was really fun to watch. There was it was really racy. There was a lot of stuff going on all over the track. Guys mm-hmm. racing each other hard. Guys uh, racing from you know back in sec- second, third, fourth. Even in the uh, truck series race, that was a, it was really fun to watch. The Xfinity series, there was a lot going on on the track. A lot of action everywhere. Um, you had James Silvers and those guys that were you know doing really well the entire time as well. Um, I think who was it? So Kostritza pulls off a P two at Charlotte. I do remember that. Um, but you had Radburn or Brandon Robertson. Brandon Brandon Robertson looked like the guy to beat. Um, at Charlotte. Not even gonna lie, I thought it was Brandon's race. He ended up finishing P four. Uh, Tony Iverson came out with a really good run wow. at Charlotte. Led forty two laps. Yeah, and I think that was second because I'm pretty sure Brandon led like 50, probably somewhere around that. 48 and, for Brandon, yeah. 42 for Tony, 32 for Scott. Uh, Radburn led 12, James led 10, Sean led three. Uh, we had Lancaster who ended up, I think he had a little bit of right front damage. Um, Adam Lancaster, he was he looked fast, seemed like he was going to have a good race. Uh, and then, you know, it all came apart when he got into the wall. Uh, and slowed his car down. And then, unfortunately, for uh, Nate Maurer, <laughs> he ran into the back of Justin Winters. Yep. Justin was going on pit road. Nate ran in the back of him, destroyed both their cars. Nate had to go into a must-win situation in Martinsville. And we'll cover that in just a minute. But, yeah, he ended up going into a, a must-win situation. So it was just unfortunate for both drivers uh, to see that happen. But congrats to Fritz for the win. And um, looking at the truck series, Justin pretty much dominated the race. He had 71 laps led. Um, Brad Gebhardt led 18. Adam Newbert led two. Adam finished P2. Robbie Richards finished P3. Gebhardt finished P4. And Alex Healy finished P5. Um, You had Clemens and P6. But Bobby Hall led 33 laps. He ended up finishing P7. Bobby looked fast. He had the fastest lap yep. of the race. Um, but Justin was just too much. He was just way too too much. And he wanted to he knew if he if he finished 
first in that race and won that race, he was locked in to the Martin uh, to the Phoenix race championship race, no matter what. So yeah, and he had he had a lot of confidence in that race too. I heard all week, you know, he was you know really saying you know that he was going to probably do good there, and he did. And uh, you know, there were you know, a lot of really good you know battles like said throughout the field. But I think Justin, you know, kind of had it locked down. I think he led seventy or so laps. Uh, you know, he was just super fast. And at that point, you know, when you can manage, you know, your speed throughout the long runs, you know, Justin was able to do that. And, you know, there were a lot of guys out there. I mean, like even Alex, I think Alex, he finished, you know, like fifth, Alex Healy, you know, good for him. Yep. Uh, we saw, um, I think you said Joshua Clemens was up there in sixth. Like we had some good, you know, some good guys up there, you know, racing really hard with each other. And, uh, you know, that's what we kind of need, you know, with the truck series. Cause these guys, like, I, I don't know what it is, man. They just race super hard and it seems like they could do it for, so long and you know adam newbert was not even too far you know away from justin the entire race like you know he was just you know him robbie richards was up there you know they were all battling really hard yeah and it turned out to be a, a phenomenal race uh and then obviously on the cup side of things um you got it done how tell us about that a little bit give us a little insight because you didn't lead the most laps you actually stayed back and saved and your strategy was to save tires and you're really fast on the back end of the run the front end of the run you were fast but you didn't push the car like some of the other guys were necessarily pushing it you know i know cedric uh and gabe took off and they were gone and they led 67 and 50 laps uh respectively you know so give us a little insight because you you ended up leading 27 laps and i think that that was mainly towards the end of the race if i'm not mistaken so from what I remember, um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see what would happen early. And this is a, this is a long race. It's 200 laps. It's not, yeah. you know, this is half 400. So it's the half of the Coke 600. So it's, yep. a, it's a long race. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, 300 miles. Way, yep. And with the way that, you know, like we have everything set up, uh, you know, I was more of, you know, just trying to keep it nice and easy, not try to overdrive it. Uh, so I'd kind of do that at the beginning of runs because it seemed like, you know, you could almost stay full throttle uh, for the majority. You know, like you obviously have to let off going into one and three, but like you're able to get back on the throttle really quickly. Uh, but I was trying to find a way that I could maximize that without, uh, you know, overdriving. And it seemed like a lot of these guys, you know, they pick up the pace really early. Yeah. Uh, so um, even like on the last restart we had, I mean, I dropped about like a second and a half off of uh, the person in front of me probably i think i was right. back in like seventh or eighth and the front six guys were gone gone uh, yeah so. you were way you were pretty far back because uh i actually actually i just remembered you had a battle with cedric at uh, yeah. towards the end of the race you and cedric were battling you finally caught cedric and um you caught him with like 20 something laps to go maybe 18 20 laps and you made your first move around you know that that lap marker then you made a move around lap 15 and then you just then you kind of settled in and you followed him for about 10 laps i feel like yeah, and like I, around lap 5 wasn't it lap 5 you made your you made the final pass on him so i remember cuz i dropped back almost two and a half seconds of the leaders uh, and then i started to reel them in uh car started coming in so i think i i caught cedric with like 20 to 15 laps to go somewhere, somewhere in that area. Now. Yep. Um, you, you made a I, move. You didn't, I tried didn't to work. I tried to get around him as quick as I could. Uh, he, he was really you know able to kind of block the inside really well. Yeah. Um, he was know. defending really well. So I was trying to figure out where I could run. Uh, the 
I was getting really, really good runs off turn four. It was really hard to get a good run off turn two just because you're in the throttle a little bit more, so it's kind of easier to, you know, keep it nice and easy in one yep, or two. Yep. So even though I'd gain a little bit on them, I really couldn't do too much going into turn three. But off in turn three and four, it's a lot more off throttle because uh, both corners are extremely different. Yep. And I was able to literally get underneath him like three or four times, but he was just holding it so low. I think even one time, you know, he got me into the grass, but then yep. like by the time we got into the corner, you know, he would pinch me so hard. It's like, I couldn't get back on the gas without wrecking him. And I, you know, right. I, didn't want that cause I was looking at the big picture. Right. Uh, so I tried many times to pass him for like 10 laps straight. I started moving up a little bit, trying to get the run. And by that time, my tires had started to, you know, I was really pushing. You, you ate at them. Yeah. You were, um, yeah. you're going so, hard. I stayed behind him for like two laps, you know, trying to cool my tire, my right side tires back down. Mm. And uh, going into three, I was like, I'm just going to drive. You know, I was just starting to drive it in really hard to see what I could do. And I drove it in pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Deep. And uh, I, I didn't really use brake the entire night, but I used brake there. Promise mm-hmm. you that. And uh, I, I was able to get underneath them. I was like, oh, you know, he's just going to get the run on the outside. I hit the gas, and all I see on my right side is... You were gone, like, yeah. I was like, no way. I think you caught and him off guard, honestly. I, that, that's what he said. He said he honestly wasn't expecting it. And to be honest, I, if I was him, I wouldn't have expected it either because I was about a car length and a half back. Yep. I just... I When I went underneath him and I saw that he wasn't pinching off that inside, I gassed it back up a little bit to get underneath him, and then I braked to settle the car through the corner. And then I was yeah. able to get back on the throttle before him. And, you know, I don't, and also too, you know, he hadn't run that middle line, so he didn't really know where to get back on the gas at. And I don't, he didn't overdrive the corner or anything. I just, I just caught him off guard there. But yeah. I, that's, and that's what it looked it, like. I mean, exactly. Me off guard as well. Yeah. And, well, yeah, me you know, too. I was sitting there like, well, he's, you know, my congrats on P2, Mikey, you know, uh, you had a hell of a run at it. And that's what I was sitting there thinking. I was like, well, because I mean, and I was streaming, so I was like sitting there saying, well, I think Mikey's just, you know, settled in for P2. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, and I kind of think that that's what maybe Cedric was thinking was like, you were done challenging him and just going to go ahead and settle for P2. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you, I was like, yo, let's go. As like, yeah. you know, incredible pass. Like you drove around him. Like it wasn't just like he let you go. I mean, you made that happen. Um and yeah, I remember my my throttle and brake input was just like I remember going in and kind of getting underneath them. I slammed back on the throttle to push that because I I know I'd gotten lower, so I pushed it underneath them. Then I kind of had to brake a little bit harder. But at that point, you know, he he kind of slid up the track because I don't think he was expecting it, so it kind of mm-hmm. evened out that. And then I on the bottom, I took shorter way around the track, was able to get back on the throttle a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, I that that's probably one of the better moves that I've made on the simulator. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I was in, you know, Cedric, you know, he's, he's really, really good at holding a line. He's really good at holding a defensive line as well. Yep. So that was, you know, that was super, super hard, you know, pass for me to make, but, uh, I can you know, imagine. Some, but sometimes, you know, you, you've got to try different things. And, you know, I, at that point I was probably not going to go back to the high side just because mm-hmm. I felt like if I could stay behind him, I might be able to do something here in the upcoming laps. Cause my tires were still a little bit better. Uh, you know, I think I, I can't remember. I think we were on a green flag run there. So I think we, I had pitted a few laps like after everyone, I think I'd stayed out like an extra three or four laps. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had a little bit, you know, of difference on my tires, but uh, yeah, no, I, I just sent it in there. 
uh, you know, did the best of my ability and it, it worked. And, you know, that was, it was a super fun finish and, you know, not in, and if you look at everyone that race, I mean, Gabriel absolutely ran a great race too. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it was, I was good to see Gabe finish P3. I think Brandon was out there P4 ran an incredible race as well. I think Alex was fifth. Um, you know, and there were a lot of guys up there. I think we even saw Tony Iverson and Scott lead a few laps that race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Cogswell was up there. All the guys who showed up for that race, you know, did a fantastic job. And we all had a lot of fun because at the beginning of those runs for the first 20 laps, you couldn't get off the car in front of you. Right. And, so, right. and it, it made that race super fun. Um, so looking at, uh, something real quick, I was going to talk about this. Uh, I know it's not on our sheet, but Keith Hackney's had a rough couple weeks. Um, in the yeah. truck series, he had a rough, you know, time at Charlotte. Um, looks like he finished P 18 at Charlotte. He only led a lap. Um, he was up there at the end of Martinsville though. I think he finished, uh, you know, with a few restarts there at the end. I'm pretty sure he finished P four, P three. Uh, yeah, he got back into it at Martinsville. You're, I think you're right. I think he yeah. did finish. Uh, let's see. Where was he at? P three. You're right. P three yeah. at Martinsville. Um, but let's touch on that on Martinsville for just a moment. Uh, now that we've got Charlotte behind us. So early Hackney has the lead and Bobby Hall and he are racing door to door. It's literally like lap one. Um, Keith has the, the pole Bobby's outside pole. So Keith fires off, gets out in front of Bobby. Bobby charges back in three and four. Um, and gets underneath him and they're coming around out of four and they're just side by side. Bobby's all the way up against the curb. There's nowhere for Bobby to go. Keith starts to pull out in front of him, starts to get ahead of him and gets on the gas um, and just kind of turns across his nose and spun himself, which therefore brings out the first yellow. And we have a rule that states any cautions within the first 10 laps is automatic probation for two weeks now obviously we only have one race left in the season so his probation um is only good for this week so he has to start at the tail of the field tonight um but the field has been generally 20 cars 22 cars at martinsville for instance so 20 cars or less you know let's say we might have 22 tonight i don't know that we will i hope we have more than that just because that's you know that's about what we have running still is twenty something guys in the truck series. So I'm hoping that it's a decent sized field tonight at Phoenix, um, but I'm not gonna you know say that it's going to be more than twenty because I, I honestly I don't know uh, at this point. I mean there are still teams running for for uh, the team championship in trucks, so I'm hoping that most of those guys still show up. But Keith has had uh, a few bad weeks, not just like the last couple weeks, but, you know, going back even before that, he had a he had a rough race at Vegas with Justin White. ended up those two got into a wreck, um, which I believe let Bobby Hall win. If I'm not mistaken. I have to look at that just to make sure. Yeah, Bobby Hall won back to back Vegas and Bristol. So that, that was right. But you had Adam Newbert in the trucks. Um, he was our winner mon- last Monday in the trucks at Martinsville. And that was a phenomenal drive by Newbert. He got and up to the front. He locked himself into the and, final and, four. Yep. And he yeah. locked himself in. because uh, Prior to that, he was on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And prior to that, he was he was not locked in. He was um, 
I don't even know that he was a top four driver at that point, to be honest with you. I, I think he was, I think he was like fifth or sixth or something like that, but practically, you know, he, he went in there and had to have a good race. And, you know, he, I think he probably had the best race out of the playoff drivers. And I think he, he led a good amount of laps. I think the most, uh, you know, he just in general, you know, had a, had a really, really good night. And um, looking at it here, he was fifth. Fifth. Uh, yeah. He, he was, he was one point one behind, point behind uh, Robbie, Robbie. Richards, but but still, at, at that point, you know, you've you've got to go in and you've got to, you know, have the mentality that you need to win the race. Yeah, um, and, and and Newbert led, like you said, he led 64 laps, so he led the most laps. Yeah. Um, it was a pretty long race. It was 150 laps, I believe. Yeah, a lot of cautions, too. So. Yeah, that we'd, we had a lot of cautions, um, which was unfortunate, but. He he held on at the end, like he he held off a uh, for like a last. There was a caution towards the end of the race that he he um, he held off a couple of the guys and mm-hmm. ended up securing his spot into the final four. Um, so congrats to Newbert on that, and uh, we've got you know the final four has been set, and it's it, I'm excited for tonight to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, we have Bobby, Keith, Adam, and Justin. So those guys are going to battle it out tonight for the $500 um, prize. And, you know, obviously second gets 250 125 75 And then we have we still have a race for fifth, which will come down to Richards and Clemens and Worthington. Yeah, Daniel um, Worthington is in there. And I think even uh, Wes, you know, he still has a shot at it. You know, he's he's stage only, points. He, he if they get stage points and Robbie doesn't, they definitely have a shot at it. Yeah, ten points separates fifth or eighth. Yep. So I I think at that point, you know, anyone can you know get in. You know, it takes a takes a good track for you to you know come back in here. And you know, it, this is such an awesome final four to have too for the truck series. It is like the, these guys. You know, they've been practicing all week. I don't even know who's gonna win. Like having these four guys, you know, it's going to be so awesome. And not only that, you know, like we're going to be having the battle for fifth. We're going to be having the battle, you know, trying to get as many points as you can, you know, to even finish like ninth, you know, I feel like if you can have a good race here at Phoenix, this will literally propel you into the next season. You know, yep. it, having a good finish at Phoenix can, you know, okay, I'm coming back. I'm going to do good. And maybe even next year, you know, once you come back, you know, carrying that momentum from the last race, you know, I know I did that. I got my first top three at Charlotte last year and I come into this season, you know, obviously had a lot better season than I did last season. So it's like, yeah. you can carry that momentum into the uh, next year round. Not even that, like the last you know, few races of that season, you know, I mean, there, if you look at the truck series, I mean, there were some good, I mean, CJ Mason was up there in P4, uh, Michael McCauley, P5, Ed Osborne, P6. All these guys are going to carry that momentum into the Phoenix. Not only that, they're going to carry that momentum into the next season. So I think, you know, these last few races, even if you're not battling for a championship, they're crucial for, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what can you do better? Maybe watching some of the guys and then maybe try some new things out. Because at this point, you know, even though you're racing for position, it's like this is also a great opportunity to learn what's fast, what's not fast and what's smart and what's not smart. Well, let's just talk about this for a second. Ed Osborne coming in with a P6 and Michael McCauley coming in with a P5. Those are two names that you don't necessarily hear a lot about being in the top, uh, top five, top 10, but they got it done at Martinsville. Like that just shows you, this shows you why it's so important to finish the league. Why, why people go and they have one bad race and they quit. I'll never understand because you've already paid for your season charter. You've already spent all this money on races. You're not going to have, 
winning races every single week. And you're also not going to have bad races every single week. So why give up and quit? Because this league is a testament to how much guys improve over the course of a season if they stick it out and they actually continue running instead of giving up and they continue to run and they continue to practice. They just get better. You get, you know, iron sharpens iron. So these guys are going out here and they stuck it out. They've come to the second to last race for the season and look at what they do. They reel off some really good, um, you know, positions and, you know, it's like CJ coming up into P4, uh, you know, all these guys, they stuck it out and they, the improvement is there. You can see the improvement and that's why I encourage people instead of joining a league and quitting after one or two bad races, dude, like Newbert is the prime example for this. Newbert had the worst first half of the season possible for somebody. He gets into the top 16 though, the, which is all you got to do. You just got to make the top 16 and then he gets into the top 16. And he's in, so he's in the playoffs mm-hmm. and now he's in the freaking final four. Now, now he's racing for $500. And now he's racing for a championship because he didn't quit. Yep. Okay. You Okay. A lot of these guys, they have a bad, uh, they have something, you know, a bad experience in one or two races. They maybe they don't like a call the admin makes. Oh, I'm going to take my toys and go home. I'm going to take my toys and leave because I don't agree with that and I don't like that, dude. That's freaking racing. Like you're not going to always agree with the admin. You're not always going to like the admin. It doesn't matter as long as the races are being called fairly, which is something that I pride myself on doing and something that I do you know, religiously, I want these races to be called by the rule book and the way that they're supposed to be called, which is by the rules. Right. So I enforce the rule book and I do everything that's in the rule book because that makes the racing better. That makes the product better that we, we we're putting out here. So, you know, these guys that want to, Oh, the admin sucks. The admin just pissed me off because I, I wrecked somebody and they said it wasn't my fault. Dude, go fuck off because that's so stupid. Like you're you're throwing away uh, money is what you're doing. You're throwing away money, like because you've already paid for your charter. Your your season could be ran, and you could get better. You could learn something. You know, you're racing against guys that are fast and shit. So why give it up, man? Um, yeah, and, New- and Newbert is a proof of that. New- Newbert is the proof. Yeah, and you know, I've how many times have I said I'm going to quit because I've had a bad race? How many times do I send you messages every yeah. other week? Yeah, like you know it, and you know, I I keep coming back. I talk you, you off you the slap, ledge. Yeah, you you slap some sense into me. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just one bad race. But like, I mean, at at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you know, we're we're here to you know do our best and you know try to you know win these races. You know, I think everyone has the mindset to come out and win rather than learn. And I'm going to put some emphasis on this. I get that. It's like, it's like. You know, if if you feel like you are in, in, you know, this is for any truck series driver, Xfinity series driver who maybe don't have the highest of I rating, who maybe struggle at tracks, um, at least for me, and you can come mask a few of the other guys, uh, but I am going to go ahead and say it right now that I'm completely open for it. You know, come ask for help. Like if, if you really think that you're struggling yes, so hard, literally go, go to my name on Discord, send me a message and... I would be down to help because I, you know, I same love, I love, yeah, same thing with Jason. I mean, Alex Huffman, I'm pretty sure this uh, is a community. Cedric, yeah. We're That's what makes this special is the guys that don't ever uh, stick around and, and shoot the crap after a race and the guys that 
never uh, talked to anyone. Those guys are the ones that usually typically quit because they don't realize what kind, that this is a community. This is a brotherhood. And once you've been here for a season or two, you start to see that. I mean, am I right? Like, yeah. look how many times you wanted to quit. And I was like, dude, you, you're, you don't need to quit. And now you're, look how ingrained you are in part of this, in this league. I mean, you know, you're helping me do the freaking podcast for God's sake. So, yeah. I mean, that just show, goes to show you guys, like, don't be afraid to contact any of us for that matter and talk to us. If, and, you know, if, if you and another driver had a, have an issue and you can't resolve it, peacefully without telling them you're going to wreck them and stuff, then come to me, talk to me about it. I'll talk to both drivers. I'll be the intermediate and I'll go the, be the in-between and I'll help settle the, the problem. And, you know, if the problem can't be solved, then someone's, you know, has to go, then someone has to go, unfortunately. Um, but this, you know, that's what we mean by when we say go to people and, and DM them. We want you to DM them and have a, a civilized discussion. We don't mean go tell them you're going to wreck them or, you know, tell them that if they don't quit bullying you uh, in pre-race practice that you're going to spend them like like I did the other day. You know, at least say in post-race fights. So it's at least interesting. Well, the, <laughs> his his uh, rebuttal was, you say don't say stuff. In, no, we've never said don't say stuff in post-race fights. We told you not to be passive-aggressive and yeah. toxic. There's yeah, a difference. There's no, there's no point for that. And, you know, as uh, you know, we, we all get mad at each other. I, I can tell you I've been mad at probably every single person in the Cup Series at some single point this season. And, you know, it, you know, things happen, you know, it's, it's racing. You're going to, you're going to bump each other. You're going to wreck each other. When you race with the same people every week, something's going to happen yes. with you. Exactly. It's, it's your job to be able to rebound from that. And, uh, you know, when incidents happen, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with, you know, saying stuff, Hey, you wrecked me in post-race, but, but usually once, you know, you see drivers, you know, say something in the post-race fights, they'll, you know, argue for like 10 minutes and then they it's go over their directions and it's over. Yeah. And they don't and, continue it week after week and day after day. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of that entire thing. Like, you know, if it, things happen, you know, I mean, if, if you really feel like there's something wrong with it, you know, talk to someone who's of higher standing and, you know, yes, we would, come to you know, me. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. Jason, you know, resolves all this. Uh, you know, he comes and bitches at me, you know, every once in a while. I was like, hey, you did this. Don't do it again. All right. Yeah, it, it's like whatever. But I mean, I mean, along with all that, though, you know, please come ask for help. Please come ask for assistance. Anything that like is needed, you know, every, every, whether it's admins or it's Jason, you know, all of us would be able to help. And even if it's just help with racing, you know, working on your race craft, you know, like at least me and Jason, you know, we'd be so down to help. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. So please, please come ask for help. Please ask for assistance. Anything. That's all you got to do. All right. Sorry, I got us off on a little tangent there. Let's go ahead and discuss Sean Kostritza and his win at Martinsville. Uh, it was unbelievable. The race was probably the best race I've seen all season from any series. I mean, it was that damn good. It was literally a last lap, last corner pass over Maurer, who had to win. Now, keep in mind, we talked about this earlier. Maurer had to win to get into the Final Four. And Sean shut that door on him. He literally slammed that sucker shut coming out of turn four, took the lead and it was just, un it was over after that is all she wrote. Yeah. And you know, fresher tires there, you know, definitely prevailed, but you know, yep. it was a good race by him. You know, a lot of people, you know, there were a lot of incidents 
that race. You know, I think there were, two, there, there were two or three drivers that finished the race that had less than 10 incidents, which, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people can look at this and say, oh man, they're just wrecking each other every lap. I think it's more of, you know, everyone is refusing to lose. And I feel like, you know, it depends, you know, when it's Martinsville wrecking is natural, you know, it, it happens. It's so hard to race at Martinsville clean. It is no, no matter who you take to Martinsville, people are going to wreck, you know, when yeah. I race in official races there, everyone wrecks, you know, it, it's because, you know, no one wants to lose, but I mean, Kastritza did a great job. Uh, Maurer, you know, he Maurer stayed out there and did the best he could, man. You know, put he up a hell a, of a race. Maurer had a Ma- really good race. He put up a hell of a season. Yeah. You know, I mean, good, hell of a season, hell of a race. Maurer. You know, uh, you know, I wouldn't let this get to him. You know, he'll be back next season and he'll he'll be contending for a championship next yep. season. I bet it 100 percent. So, uh, you know, I know he he's not going to be battling for one tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, good season, Nathan. Uh, props to you. But Sean, man, he led one lap that race and it was the one that mattered. That yep. was a great move. Uh, you know, just had the tires underneath him to do it. But not only that, he did it very cleanly. Clean. There. I mean, that's what you want. And, you know, whether you're getting people early in the race or not, doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, it just matters how, you, you know, everyone's going to remember the finish of that race. You know, yep. he did a great job doing it. You know, there were a few drivers. I mean, like, I think it was, I think it was James Silvers, man. He had a fantastic race. He too. led 135 of the 200 he, laps. I remember watching. I didn't think you know, anybody was going to beat him. Yeah. You know, just a few cautions there at the end kind of switched everything up, which is really unfortunate. But, you know, like. Uh, you know, there were a few guys up there, you know, that were just, you know, absolutely just did not want to lose. I mean, and props to uh, my buddy, Justin Winters, man, finishing out there top three. Yep. Uh, you know, he had like he, he was involved in a lot of things that night. And, you know, but I came back. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, good for him. And I think uh, P5 was was it Darius. Darius. Okay. Yeah. Darius. He, I, yeah. I was about to say, I saw him come back up, you know, through the field. You know, he's able to get himself back on the lead lap there at the end. And he was able to have a great finish to his race and you know uh good for those guys for sticking it out because martinsville is definitely a tough track mentally and physically to get through so uh you know you have to keep your head cool you know cool heads prevail here in this situation so uh you know uh good for them but man sean what a what a he did a great job you know set him up perfectly was finally able to get underneath them and he was able to you know all he had to do was just not slide up and hit him. If he was able to hold that bottom line, was able to do it. He did, but it seemed there at the end, you know, if he had ran the top or the bottom, that car was able to get off the corner so well with the rubber underneath him. So, oh yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, but out of it, you know, he led the one lap that mattered. So that's uh, right, know, man. Great win, Sean. You know, it was such a good one. And again, you know, all those guys who finished out there, you know, top five, top 10, they did fantastic job. And uh, thanks for putting on a good show. Xfinity series. Very, very good show by the Xfinity drivers. And that leads us into Scott Fritz, Robertson, Brandon Robertson, James Silvers, and Radburn Shutters all battling for a championship tomorrow night. That's uh, 10 25 22 at 9 10 Eastern. 9 o'clock is when we start qualifying. You'll be able to catch all of the qualifying action at 9 Eastern, and you'll be able to watch those guys battle it out tomorrow night for a championship uh, while our truck series runs tonight monday the 24th at 9 eastern as well for a championship so we want to move on to the cup series real quick touch base on that and we see alex huffman pick up his first win of the season let's talk about that a little bit i missed that race i actually didn't didn't uh catch the race had some family stuff going on personal stuff happened um but it looks like Cedric Hunter led most of that race, 143 laps. Um, and then Huffman got out to the lead late. 
started had some trouble early. I know Kostritza uh, and him made some contact early in the race, and I think it broke his uh, right front, and he had to go get that fixed. If I'm not mistaken, is that what happened? It broke his tie rod end on the right front or something. So that's what um, he told me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't think so. Maybe maybe knocked the toe out a tiny bit. Uh, but didn't uh, actually you know, break it. Just knocked it out. I, okay. Yeah, because if if he'd have broken it, then he would have been in the pit. I know Newbigging had that where he got put into the wall. And that's usually and, like a seven or eight minute repair. Yeah, and it would have been probably about fifteen laps in the pits. Yeah. So um, uh, obviously you know, it wasn't broken, but he, right. Alex. Alex, you know, overestimates things and exaggerates a little. He, he goes, he goes down two or three laps there, and uh, you know, with a good amount of cautions, stage breaks, uh, you know, he was able to. You know, and I think there were seventeen cautions, so you know, there were a lot. There was a lot of opportunities to go out there and uh, you know get your laps back. Uh, so he was able to get it back, and um, you know, his car was pretty quick. You know, he wasn't the fast guy out there, but you know, he was able to. He was pretty quick there. You know, got himself back on the lead lap. Did a great job uh but yeah no uh cedric you know cedric and uh david farmer were gone there in, in the last stage you know before that you know brandon was up there jonathan gabe was up there you know mo abbott was up there too um a lot of people were up front you know battling and all that and then um uh, i think there was a uh, at this beginning of the third stage uh, you know, they're getting a few more cautions. I actually got beached in the oh, three grass. I couldn't get out. And so I, I went three laps down from that. Thank yeah. God we had Brian Terry and Matt Grenier. Uh, you know, Matt's race was kind of over, but uh, again, huge props. If anyone in this league is like, has like the most sportsmanship ever, it's Matt Grenier. Uh, Agreed. That, that dude give a leg for another driver. Uh, so he actually got himself beached as well and then blew up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thank, thank you to him. Um, and I think David farmer, uh, uh, or not David farmer, uh, Brian Terry is able to get me out and also props to Mo Abbott too. He also, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Scott Fritz. He got Scott out of the grass early in the race. Yep. So props to those guys, good sportsmanship. But, uh, so I was able to get my laps back as well. And, uh, I remember we got up to the front and, uh, Alex and I kind of stayed out on older tires. Uh, I know Doug had an incident with, Brandon Holder, which kind of put them in the back, and that kind of ended Doug's uh, contention for a championship, which was really unfortunate. Doug was up there at the beginning of the race, like the entire time, so uh, super unfortunate for him. But um, uh, I think we pitted on like lap like 170 or so, and that put Huffman and I one and two, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how it was for the rest of the race. You know, if there was cautions, uh, I was Alex and I were really down to you know play the tire game here and just hopefully the tires would stay underneath us and you know I know Cedric got in a few incidents Brandon so got in a few incidents and everything on the broadcast back. that I when because I, I didn't see the the race live but I watched the broadcast yeah. back on the broadcast I saw something happen to Cedric he ended up losing the lead out of like a black flag or something so, happened what can I know you- what yeah I do know what happened here uh so. It Martinsville is really weird. When you cross the line and a caution comes out, the pace mm-hmm. car comes out of turn. It comes out of turn two and it goes out really quickly. So you have to catch it on the back stretch. The only problem, or I think it's the opposite. If you don't cross the line, like if, so I think Cedric was just behind the start finish line. It's either he just passed it or was just behind it. And he goes past the start finish line, like after the caution comes out. And when he caught up to the pace car on the back stretch, it says close pits, close pits. And the second they got beside the pits, it said pits were open. So he wasn't able to go in and take tires. So I think he went back in the next time by and went and took tires, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't think he stayed out. I think he went back in and pitted and took tires. So that's what happened there, which is really unfortunate because like it happened on, we were kind of talking about it in the race channel. Like when you would get, you, once you get to the pace car right away, it would say pits open. Like mm-hmm. you had very little time to think about, would you go in or would you not? So I think he just got past like pits, like right when it said it was open. So it was just kind of weird. Um, I, I don't really know. That's kind of like on iRacing's part. That um, happened to Healy last season in the cha- yeah. uh, race for the championship. The pits opened right as he was like going past them and he didn't yeah. have time to cut so, over and go down. So I kind of put Cedric in the back and, you know, he was able to get his way back through the field, but uh, I, I don't remember who it was. He was involved in an incident though, that uh, it turned him head first into the wall. I don't remember and what happened there either, but I do it, remember seeing him get wrecked and he ended yeah, up Yeah, I think, I don't out. remember if he got, I think he, uh, I don't remember what it was. I think someone got inside of him and he kind of overcorrected it, but uh, you know, it, that's Martinsville, you know, people get underneath you and you know, it happens and you know, I kind of destroyed that car. But, uh, I mean, other than that, you know, there was a, it was, it was a battle there at the end, you know, old tires versus yeah. new tires. I think Alex and I finished the race with 80 lap tires. So let's go so, ahead yeah. and talk about you and Alex there for a moment. What was the strategy play there? Were you just trying to be a good teammate and ensure Alex won the race to get into the final four? Because we know he was in a pretty much a must win scenario, correct? Well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I never am going to give up a race on purpose. Uh, I'm going to go out there and do my best to win a race. Um, obviously, I'm going to give Alex some leeway. Uh, you know, for me, he's a teammate. He'll officially be my teammate with next se- or next season. So um, I, I felt like in, it was probably my best interest to get him in with me. Um, mm. I'm, if I would have really, really gotten a run on him, I probably would have tried and passed him and gave him second. Um, but I felt in the situation, there was no need to push the issue because I know even though Alex and I are really good friends, he's going to race me hard. Yeah. And at this point, you know, I'm locked into the next round. I don't see a reason for me to wreck him or maybe mm. wreck Brandon, who's right. my teammate right now. Like I, I think mean, there's a lot of scenarios there. So I felt like it was just, probably my best interest just to stay in second, uh, not push the issue unless I had an opportunity to go for it. Um, so at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I was a, I ran my line. Um, yeah. I, I'd really started to catch Alex there at the end. And, you know, if there was probably like five, six more laps, I maybe would have thought about trying to go for the win. I just know but, they were talking about it on the broadcast, you know, p- yeah. potential, uh, possible collusion going yeah. on there, you yeah, know, we, uh, because a couple of those restarts, it looked like, you kind of let Alex back over in front of you. Um, So they were, I mean, I mean, and there's, as long as you are going as hard as you can go there, I mean, it is what it is, you know, giving him a little break. I understand that. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, People do it all the time in real life. So I'm honestly not the greatest at Martinsville. So it was more of me. I'm, I'm kind of working on my line, working on different stuff. And, and, you know, I mean, there was, it was, you know, Alex got out to a pretty good lead there for a second. You know, he's probably about eight tenths in front of me and I mm-hmm. started to reel him back in, but there was also a lot of cautions too. So it just didn't allow me to, you know, get back in the groove. Him, yeah, I get you. But I, you know, I definitely was, you know, trying to at least, you know, if it think it was in my best interest to, you know, either help him or Brandon, uh, you know, get that. And I think they were actually the last two battling. So once yeah. Brandon got up to third, I knew I was kind of in good, uh, you know, I was in good shoes there. And, um, yeah. you know, at that point, you know, 
it's like I'm I'm obviously not going to throw a race, you know. For, right. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 I want to win. I, I like, had to ask for the entertainment, of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that I I didn't I didn't help him. You know, I, right. I, I mean, didn't help him. probably I, give him a little leeway, I, like you said. I, but I, I did clog the bottom lane and it wasn't intentionally. I'm just kind of a little bit slower at Martinsville because that's a track that I'm still trying to figure out. And also, too, I'm on older tires. So a lot of the guys mm-hmm. behind me were a lot quicker through the center of the corner. But, uh, you know, uh, on restarts, though, you know, Alex and I were pretty content, you know, for let him drop in because I knew at least at that point I'd be able to keep second. So we kind of talked about that. And, uh, you know, I was fine with that. You know, I felt like I had a pretty good car. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely was able to learn a lot throughout the night. But, I, you know, I'm as, as a teammate, you know, kind of got to do some things. But uh, I was not going to throw the race away. You know, I okay. definitely was still Makes trying. Sense. So that puts us with Gabe Ellison, Alex Huffman, Cedric Hunter, and, of course, my homeboy, Mikey Neal as the uh, championship four going into Wednesday night's championship race on uh, 10 26 at nine Eastern. Be sure to check that out. Tune in to uh bluegrass. iRacing racing uh, series on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can check that out there. And also on the UDTV uh, Facebook and YouTube channels, as well as, dirtfan.com I know it's a little weird that we're on dirtfan.com but that's just part of the uh, deal having UDTV which is Ultimate Dirt TV come over and start doing the asphalt side of our broadcast Um, so with that in mind I believe that wraps up our bluegrass segment next we will head on over to uh, the red green segment and we'll catch you guys there in just a moment all right, guys, this is a red green flag segment. Red flag means you disagree and green flag means you agree with the topic. Topic one, Larson's reaction to the Bubba incident. Mikey, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to give Kyle Larson a green flag here. Um, I think he handled this situation very professionally. Um you know, it seemed like overly, you know, he wasn't too upset about the incident. Um, obviously, you know, personally, he definitely was upset. Uh, you know, you always are after you get intentionally wrecked. But I think the way that he handled the entire incident was, uh, you know, mature of him. Uh, you know, he didn't say anything. And I think the only other thing that he said was um, this week was like, yeah, no, it's behind me. It happened. Uh, don't really need an apology for it. You know, I started it. So. Uh, you know, uh, at least if he came out, apologized, uh, or gave out an apology statement, that's all I needed. And, uh, he went back out and then won the next race. So definitely a green flag there for Kyle Larson. So I'm going to say red flag on this because if anybody comes up to me, like Bubba did Larson and shoves me that many times and you don't throw haymakers on him, <laughs> come on, bro. I'm sorry, but I just, I'm. I see what you're saying. It was definitely uh, the professional way to handle it. But after that second or third push, man, I'm just, I'm throwing hands, bro. I'm sorry. I can't, that's just, that's how it is. So, um, all right, moving on final four for the series of bluegrass. Are you happy? Do you believe that these are the guys that deserve to be in the final four for the series? We have all three series. Uh, we have in cup, we have Ellison Huffman, Hunter and Neil, um, what do you think? Are you green flag, red flag on that? 
I'm gonna have to go. You know what? I, I'm gonna go. Re- I'm gonna go green flag on this one. Mm-hmm. But man, there, there's just. Oh, I wish we could have more drivers in the finals. You know, man. I mean, all these guys. There's so many people. Like, there's eight, ten drivers in each series that deserve to run for a championship. And obviously, you know the way. Uh, you know, point systems work. We can't include everyone, but man, it's going to be a, a battle to the end in some of these series. I mean, if we look at the truck series, we have Bobby Hall, Keith Hackney, Adam Newbert, and Justin White. I could not tell you who's going to win out of those four. I couldn't either. I think that's green flag all the way for me I on mean, those guys as well. Yeah, Scott Fritz, Brandon Robertson, James Silvers, and Radburn Shutters. Like, who's got no idea who would win out of that? And then, obviously, you have me, Cedric, Alex, and Gabe. Going to be an unbelievable battle in all three series, and I promise you that no one is going to give an inch this weekend. Big red or uh, big red, big green flag to the final four in all series. It's going to be a fun one, uh, and I'm excited to see who's going to win it all. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I'm green flag on this all the way. Um, this is going to be a fun week. I'm 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 pumped up for tonight. I want to see what happens uh, with the the final four guys. I really want to see them race it out. I really don't want to see anybody get wrecked out. I want to see this come down to a last lap, last corner pass, last like last week at uh, Martinsville, honestly, in all three series. Now, will that happen? I don't know, but that's what I want to see. And I'm green flag uh, on on the guys that made it into the final four. And just having this uh, final four this week, it's you know, it's it's just going to be awesome, man. So I, I'm re- I'm green flag all the way. Um, all right, that concludes our segment for the red flag and green flag. Now we're going to move over to the Are You Serious moment, and we'll be with you in just a moment. Are you serious, bro? All right, we are in the Are You Serious segment of the podcast. All right, next-gen cars get stuck on curbs at Martinsville. Are you serious, Mikey? Oh, my goodness. Like, Are you serious, Martinsville? Like, what is going on here? I put on my hat, got my chair, and I got beached right on turn three at Martinsville, man. Like, what are, what are we doing here? The curbs are a little bit too high. The next-gen cars with the diffuser just sits right on top of it. Me and Scott Fritz took a vacation in the middle of that race. Like, come on, curbs. Are you serious? Are you serious? all three series with the amount of cautions that we had at Martinsville guys. I love the racing. I love the intensity and I love the passion uh, that was shown at Martinsville, but the amount of cautions, uh, especially in the cup series, man, 17 cautions. I mean, I know two of them were stage breaks. So technically had 15 cautions, but there shouldn't have been that many cautions in our cup series with the driver count that we had, uh, to be honest and be fair, the driver count is low enough that we probably should have finished that race uh, under green or, you know, with very little uh, cautions at all. Um, any, so any any guesses on how many total cautions that we had between all three series? Pick a number. Uh, 40. 42. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. That's insane, yep. man up six touchdowns worth of cautions oh well unfortunately uh you know we had a that's short track racing i guess and it seems like we had uh had our issues but um one thing i do want to cover real quick is i want to go uh into some of the team owner stuff real quick so i want to have team owners um 
be responsible for keeping the charters filled and putting more of an emphasis on the charter system to be more like NASCAR. That'll allow us to find sponsors a lot easier because we'll have higher car counts. We'll have more people um, watching every week, um, which will make our numbers go up on our on our streams and stuff. And then we'll have we'll be able to find sponsors that are willing to put prizes or and or prize money towards a team championship and have drivers uh, more inclined to stay for the entire season. So if you're interested in becoming a team owner in bluegrass, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'll tell you what that entails and what we're going to try to do um, moving forward in the future. Uh, but we want to try to bring in that team element more so that we have one guy who's in charge of filling each seat every week uh, with a, you know, a driver of um, similar skill if, or uh, they can be a driver from one of the lower tier series uh, that can go up into the other series and run um, because that's kind of what the trucks and the Xfinity are here for. They're filler, they're, you know, they're filler series. So they're meant to bring drivers up to help with the cup series. So if you're interested in becoming a team owner, uh, reach out to me and I'll give you some information about that because that's, you know, that's the direction we want to head into with the uh, charter system and something I've been trying to implement uh, for the last couple of seasons. We just, you know, it seems like we lose people over time. Um, but if you're, you're real serious about staying committed to the league and you want to learn how to become a, a team owner, just reach out to me. Uh, and then we want to try to bring in these uh, sponsors uh, to give us more prizes for teams, like if we can come up with something uh, for the team championship, where the t- say, for instance, the owners championship or slash team, it's the same thing. Uh, team championship is the owners championship for us. What NASCAR has, they have an owners championship. Well, we have a team championship, but that's technically our owners championship, right? So we want that to be worth as much as the drivers championship. The drivers championship. Only way I know to do that would be to take the money from the driver's championship, put that towards the team championship. I don't want to do that. But if we can find sponsors that are willing to put prizes and and prize money towards the team championship and make it worth more for those teams to come in and stay all season and and race uh, consistently week in and week out. That's what we're shooting for. You know, um, we don't want to, we don't want drivers that are going to quit after a couple weeks or quit after a bad race or quit when they get eliminated from the playoffs. We want guys to stick around all season um, and run. So we're looking for guys that can fiscally be team owners. Um, so if you are, you know, able to financially to help out some drivers and I've made some channels in the discord that says recruitment for teams. So if you're looking for drivers, go in there and put it on the, in the discord that you're looking for drivers. If you're looking for uh, a team and you need it and you don't have one yet, there's a channel for that as well, where you can go in and put what team you're wanting to, uh, or put that you're looking for a team. Um, Also, I want to start putting an emphasis on the manufacturers. I want to try to have teams, you know, declare ahead of time, are you a Chevy team? Are you a Ford team? Are you a Toyota team? And kind of put a little, little something in there with that, because the more that we have this structured, like NASCAR, the higher the chances are that I'll be able to bring other big time sponsors in and um, hopefully 
we can figure something out so that we can keep these races completely full um, all the way till the end. So, and, and if you're interested in being a, a sponsor, feel free to reach out to me as well. If you're, you're looking to partner up, uh, you can, it's a tax write-off. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can use it um, to help benefit your small business. So if you own a small business and you want to advertise a little bit, it's low cost advertisement. Um, you know, we can get you in as low as $50 a race and get you featured as the, um, you'll be the, the race. You'll have all, all the rights to that race. You get to name the race. You're the, you know, the main sponsor for that race, the main partner. Um, you're, you'll be featured on several promos and you'll be featured on the broadcast all throughout. And then you get added to the contingency pack for the rest of the season. So whenever we go over our sponsors at the end of the race, you still get a, a shout out at the end of the broadcast. So you have anything to add this week, Mikey, uh, anything you want to throw in before we call it a day? Uh, it was, um, it was a really good week. I think, uh, you know, Martinsville super fun, had a lot of really good battles. So, uh, you know, good job drivers. Um, thanks to all the sponsors out there. And, uh, I think I'm ready to get to some, uh, picks for this upcoming week at Phoenix. Yes, sir. So let's go ahead. Uh, who do you think is going to pull it off in the truck series? Man, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take he won last week. I hope he gets me two for two. I could, there, Going between these four, man, is so hard. It is, but uh, you know, I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Justin. I think Justin's gonna pull it off. Yeah, you would take my damn pick. All right, so I think I was gonna say I was gonna go with Newbert, but then I found out Newbert's not coming back, so I, I I'm I can't root for him now because he's going to run some other silly series on Monday nights. Um, but he'll he'll be running Xfinity. On Tuesdays, I think, which is, I mean, so I hope so. I hope he does. He's a hell of a driver. Hopefully he'll come back and run Xfinity. Um, but no, I think Bobby Hall gets it done tonight, man. I think Bobby Hall, um, Heath, I love you, man. I just, I don't know. I, I, I should have probably like, that's probably where my money would have went. If I, if I was betting on this is on Keith. Cause I know I've seen how many, how much practice the dude puts in. But uh, I want to root for the underdog. Um, and Newbert was my original underdog pick, but I'm going to pick uh, Bobby Hall, who's looking pretty strong here lately. Uh, and I've practiced with him, and I saw how fast Bobby's gotten. So Bobby Hall gets it done um, since I couldn't have Justin, damn it. <laughs> um, that brings us over to the Xfinity picks. Who do you think is going to get it done in Xfinity? Uh, Justin Winters is going to win the race. We're going to have a non title contender win the race justin winter is going to win the race and we're going to see brandon robertson win the entire thing for the championship brandon robertson going to win the championship i'm going to go with my boy scott fritz i believe scott gets it done um brandon was my pick um for fuel mileage if it's if it's a fuel mileage race i would i would say brandon gets it done um radburn damn he's gonna be tough to beat man radburn is gonna be a Tough some bitch to be. I'm just going to tell you, and so is James. Uh, but I got to go with my boy Scott. He's uh, you know my right hand man in the in the league. Helps me out a, a ton. Gets stuff done. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boy Scott uh, and and hope that he brings it home and uh, brings the bacon in for us. Uh, you know, so to speak. 
And uh, that moves us over to Cup Series. So I'm going to go ahead and take this one, and uh, I'm going to pick Mikey to win this one. Dang, you stole my pick. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick yourself. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to abstain from this one since you're a driver, I, that's perfectly fine. You know, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know really who to pick here. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna I be. I mean, a good battle, I know you but, don't want to root against yourself, so yeah. Um, and you don't want to, you know, potentially jinx yourself. So obviously, I want myself to win, but uh, you know, I'm gonna pick. Gabe, Alex, Cedric, or Mike. One of those four is going to win the championship. That works for me, man. That works for me. Um, I definitely am looking forward to a Wednesday night, and I'm I'm really pumped for tonight as well. Uh, don't forget, guys, these races are 100% length and 100% fuel. So uh, long races, anything can happen. And, um, yeah, so I want to say thank you to our sponsors, uh, which include Kinder Performance Group, TFM presents Majula C a Speed Shop. That's Chris Ferguson Motorsports presents Majula C Speed Shop. Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue, Huffman Designs, Scott Fritz Designs, Roasted Gems Coffee, Butt Kicker. Yeah, that was the one I was forgetting. So, and uh, big thanks to UDTV for doing all the broadcasts. Those guys uh, have come a long way and are doing a, a phenomenal, amazing job. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready for this. This is championship week. Um, I'm going to get this edited out and get it sent over to the podcast for you guys to listen to. So uh, you'll be hearing my voice in just a little bit. And uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, send us, leave us a, a voice message on Anchor. That's a feature that is um available i turned it on the other day i didn't know i didn't have it on but i did turn it on you can go to the leave a message feature on anchor fm uh anchor.fm and and leave us a voice message and we'll, we'll listen to that and uh we love to look love to hear from you guys and uh look forward to reading your comments once this is up on the youtube channel so for mikey neal i'm jason collins and signing off this week this is bluegrass race hub